Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a narc and another narc. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Such a hard selling point because it really sounds like we're gonna have the same opinion on everything. Oh, that'd be crazy though. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> narc one and narc two. So this episode is, of course, one of the penultimate episodes, possibly the penultimate episode of season six. Season six, episode twenty-one, two to go. Original air date May twenty-first, two thousand and two. And being the second to last episode, or one of them at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Mm. This starts off. <laughs> on the Netflix or Google Play version oh. with a this year on Buffy the Vampire Slayer Interesting. drop. Interesting. That... Done, I think, by Xander. Oh, yes. Oh, no, actually, I saw something about this in the in the wiki, but I had no personal connection to it, so I just blazed right past it. You are correct that it is Nicholas Brendan. There is a too much magic drop. Well, you are using too much magic. <laughs> and God, we haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> We, of course, see Warren getting flayed. Of course. We go back and see Buffy getting reanimated, which is good oh, and, you know. I think relevant. Very for... relevant. Yeah. And somewhat tellingly, although I won't spoil anything uh, for you, no. there's a Giles no. bit here of just like, hey, Fuck. this character went to England. Man. Let me tell you, it did not ruin anything for it me. It didn't? The impact of that? Still, oh, okay. Pow, thank God. Like an actual bomb. It was great. Yeah, because that is one of the best things to happen in many, many episodes. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic drop there. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so hyped. I'm just like hyped to get there, you yeah. know? Okay. Whew. So what's been going on in Buffy up to now? Recently, we had Warren being flayed. Yeah. Killed, immolated, whatever. He's dead. dead and so. then Willow says two to go, referring to the other two nerds. She vanishes out of there. Doesn't teleport. No, we're very clear about her not teleporting. Although she's going to later, so whatever, show. Right. Yeah. Doesn't teleport, but does go away very quickly. Like, and they spend some time talking. Yeah. And then I think Buffy just runs really fast. Is that what the show's trying to tell us? She's a very fast runner. Mm. Anyway, they're all running after Willow or towards the other nerds. Yeah. This is Xander, Buffy, and Anya to try to save them. Anya d can teleport so she d does that and goes to them. I think initially they're running towards Xander's car, but Willow has completely wrecked it. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. Just in, like in that episode, wrecked this uh, season. Is that... I think that's what happened that episode. There was a car crash. <laughs> was that in Smashed or Wrecked? It's in Wrecked. It's okay. in the second one. Smashed happens first and then Wrecked? Yeah, Smash is when the house... Right, yeah. gets smashed. Yeah, and then Wrecked is the car wreck. That's right. how you remember it. Not the house gets wrecked and the car gets smashed. <laughs> do you smash a car? Be reasonable. Do you smash a house? You smash Spike. Oh, you do smash. <laughs> <laughs> true 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 so All right. Buffy runs off and Xander's like I'll just catch up then uh, good old useless Xander he's so useless why has he not been working out all of the time? Right? Run. Go to the gym. Absolutely run. Take some martial arts classes. You should be able to run for a good distance without getting winded. And here he's like, it's been, it's been half a mile. Yeah. Let's just ease up and walk, you know? You're like, what What are you doing with your life? You know this is a thing that happens constantly. Right. Like Take running, up jogging. Running is a very...
very, very common thing to have happen in a danger situation. Like, Buffy does a lot of running. I don't think she really has to practice. But I also, I don't know, would Buffy be a fast runner? She seems like a distance runner to me, you know? She's got that high cons. <laughs> I think she's both. She's small, so she can go fast, right? Right. She's aerodynamic. You're, you're right. There we go. So the cops are the worst at parking. We see the outside of the Sunny D jail. And I think, like, two cops managed to double park here, which is pretty great. I don't know what the cops are doing. This I hate that there episode, are cops. Oh, man, <laughs> just yeah. Hate it. They're like, hey, remember there are cops in Sunny D? We sure didn't. Uh, but now, for some reason, we're bringing them back. And you just think to yourself, no, no, there weren't cops for a reason, though. Right? Like, mm. a pretty big reason? We'll see how this goes. So Anya shows up at the jail. Warren's all like, oh, sorry, Andrew is all like, oh, Warren's definitely coming for me. He's probably got some sort of subdermal implant that he's using to communicate with me. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, him thinking that Warren is going to save them is still reasonable at this point. And sure. Jonathan, of course, is like, you're an idiot. Yeah. There's no way. Warren mm. doesn't give a fuck about us. Yeah. And Anya shows up to tell them exactly that. And to say... Warren doesn't care about much at all these days. He's sort of dead. Yeah, just a little. Very dead. Very, very dead. I like Anya calling for the guard yeah. and being like, these men are going to die if you don't let us all out. <laughs> it's like, that's not a usual ploy that will work in a jail, but sure. Well, she's in there and she wasn't there before. Right, and so then she teleports out. There's an argument for it. Absolutely. But at the same time, this cop, who is a cop in Sunnydale, acts like he's never seen anyone teleport before. And you're like, this is why you don't have cops in Sunnydale. Absolutely. Oh my god. So as this is happening, Willow shows up. She's looking pretty dark right now, but not full. Not fully. Yeah, not full darkness yet. Her face is still normie normie face basically she's got yeah. that dark hair and yeah. like the dark contacts in but she doesn't always have the dark contacts either true yeah yeah she <laughs> starts tearing down the jail with her mind which is pretty great is this the most efficient way no is it the coolest way maybe now for a television show that's been going for six seasons i really usually want more visually compelling work than the cops standoff with willow here because just watching it is comical <laughs> it's poorly filmed like there's no yeah. good shots of anything you should really have a crane shot to show up from above looking down they don't do that well and the cop's direction for some reason is run back and forth just ineffectually and make sure to stagger it so you all no one ever looks like they are a stopping force make sure that you're always moving a little bit like fidgeting or running forward a little bit or running back a little bit never present an intimidating force here it's the weirdest thing they've all got their weapons drawn they're pointing guns at her and yet you're just like they're not gonna shoot her look at how they're acting yeah they're never gonna shoot her <laughs> And I get it. She's pulling bricks out of the wall with her mind. That's spooky. But at the same time, you could all try to shoot her. Yeah. You know? Don't you just shoot her at that point? Right. I Why think are so. all of your guns drawn if no one's going to shoot her like, when she's pulling the wall down with her mind? Yeah. So they're all just kind of there watching her as she does this. Yeah. And what are they doing there? Because it could have been a really cool moment, right? Yeah. Like Willow's out here. The cops all come out of the building. They form up in a semicircle using things as cover around here. Yeah. Like They've all got their weapons drawn. Someone tries to play negotiator here. That could be visually compelling. It really isn't. There's just this scattering of cops that is always moving. I'm wondering if they did open fire. It would just be like that time Adam had that minigun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam with his minigun. 
course. I thought your face was really worth it. Right. So he shoots at Buffy and she's all like magic juiced and she turns the bullets into doves, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd be that, but spookier. Spooky doves. Or all the cops would die. Right. You know? I think it would end up looking a little too matrixy. Mm. Just, you know, stopping the bullets, picking one out of the air. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they already did that. So can't yeah. do it again. No, they can't certainly. do it again. And this more or less gets resolved by Buffy bending some of the jail bars, breaking the nerds out of here. Xander has stolen a cop car, and I'm like, oh, you should have really remembered that, or just forgotten that Sunnydale had any cops. Yeah, right. It's a bad time to remember. Xander steals the cop car, and you're like, he's going to get away with that. Yeah. There's no consequences to that. These cops aren't. suck. How are they? He steals a cop car and right. goes on a joyride. They don't care. They're just glad <laughs> that the spooky lady is gone. So there should not be cops here. Anyway, going on this joyride, they've got Woo! the nerds in the back. Buffy and Xander are up front. Anya's teleporting all the way around, you Just know, wherever, yeah. wherever she wants to go. And they're on the highway thinking they have got made a clean getaway when they get rammed from behind by a semi-truck. How fast can a semi-truck go? You are a truck expert, as we know. I have played a fair bit <laughs> I know. of Euro Truck Simulator. I was being serious. You oh. are a truck expert. <laughs> I've forgotten that I told you that. I know about your secret double trucking life. <laughs> I've been clean for a while, okay? Okay. I haven't done any trucking. Is that because there's no VR trucking? There is actually. Oh, you can do it. It's it sounds... fucking amazing. It's so good. Are you kidding? VR trucking is so good. Okay. <laughs> Talk about that later. Sure. It's fine. Not very fast. Right? There's often speed limiters built into the trucks. And the fact that Buffy says, go faster to Xander, and, and it works. Well, it sort of works, actually. Like, briefly. He goes, he, it's like he wasn't going as fast as he could. And you're like, w then what are you doing on this empty highway? You have to imagine that a cop car can go fast and would have pretty good acceleration. That's the whole point. You need to be able to catch people who are speeding away from you. On the other hand, Willow has magic. <sighs> yeah, you know... That's actually a pretty good argument. Yeah. But then why does she need the truck is really my question. It's heavy. I guess it's spooky. It, it's also just like heavy, right? It's massive. It's going to ram them. It's going to do some damage that way. Like, why not just blow one of their tires? <laughs> She has magic. <laughs> she doesn't have too much magic because she gets pretty, you know, she gets tuckered out here yeah. by doing all this magic. She goes to sleep like a toddler might. Yeah, no, she's out of juice. <laughs> and as we know, she's going to have one wicked hangover. We are going to talk about so much juice in these two episodes. Yeah, there's a lot of juice talk. So sorry, I guess. Especially next episode. I've got a line that you will not like. I feel that I'm the one that started off talking about juice and it always made you pretty mad. Right. And now it's reversed. The tables have turned. I think that's what we always do, right? You have to take it and make it your own so exactly. that it can't hurt you anymore. So while this is happening, Clem and Don are having super friend times. <laughs> Don is sad about not being invited out to slay wickedness with the Scoobs, and rightly so. And Clem's just adorable. Right. Last episode, you were so worried that Clem was going to eat Don. Instead, he's having a taste test because he doesn't know how to... <laughs> try and make her happy <laughs> now i will i will admit that i probably made it sound like i was worried he was going to eat her 
I just think that there is a very real chance that Buffy should have been no, worried about that. No, I understand. I'm, I was, yeah. I, yeah. I, knew, I know that you didn't think he was going to eat her, but you are correct that Buffy should have thought that. Yeah. <laughs> or been a little concerned about it. Yeah. So instead, I mean, she bullies him into helping her, which yeah. is also pretty adorable. Oh, it's super great. <laughs> yeah, she's got an idea. She needs a demon's help with something, and Spike would have helped her. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so many times, and maybe it's only twice, but that's pretty high for how many times this happens. In these two episodes, someone mentions Spike, and we cut to what Spike is doing. It's great narratively. <laughs> and in this case, we've gone for very similar similar uh, phrasings here, because Spike is enduring his trials, right? He right. wants the chip situation resolved. Yeah, yeah. He wants to, what, give Buffy what she deserves? That is the... The phrasing, phrasing that he has chosen. Oh, the phrasing. The phrasing of his wish. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going through these trials to get that situation resolved. Yes. And his first one, I have said that he's fighting all flamey hands. Damn. And you called it all fire fists. <laughs> Getting a good picture of this dude was hard. He was always moving with his damn fire fists. <laughs> well, his fists are on fire. And he was punching, you yeah. know. His fists are on fire. What do you do with those? You punch people. I was thinking as this trial began that really all this demon had to do to beat Spike was to make him fight a human, mm. right? Yeah, like, but that's not the point of the trials. The trials aren't to beat Spike. I suppose. They are to make Spike show his committedness, level of commitment <laughs> to the trials to get right. what he wants. So, oh boy, we have a lot to talk about with that. We'll get there in our next episode, listeners. This Fire Fist guy, uh, as far as what a vampire has to fight goes, this is pretty bad. Like, fire's yeah. pretty bad if you're a vampire. Yeah, it's one of the things that can kill you. Yeah, it's and not great. so Spike initially is like, look at this dumb guy. And then he has Fire Fists. <laughs> and oh no, now it's a problem. Yeah, two, uh, two shirtless guys, one of them flaming. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I have to say that this... Very tanned man is making Spike look incredibly pale. Yes. That he is a vampire. And right. pretty slight. Yes, because he's pretty pretty buffed up. Mm -hmm. So I was chuckling before we began at the wiki because the locations that it lists for this episode are Sunnydale, California, and a village in Africa. <laughs> oh, darkest Africa. Darkest, deepest Africa. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think this is a good time then after we've just been introduced to old fire fists. <laughs> yeah. For our first segment. Hit it. What's your thing? What's your thing? My thing's sound effects. Here's a T-Rex. Oh. Now, this is the time when we talk about our one of our hobbies. Oh, boy. And try to justify it, because some people might not think it's very interesting. Mine, you're going first, but mine is going to be VR. <laughs> so fuck you. The way you said it makes me feel like you thought mine would be VR, and so you wanted to get in there before <laughs> me to tell me to go fuck myself and come yeah, up with something fuck else. You. Pick something original. <laughs> My hobby is obviously crocheting, yep. which I do quite a bit of, and it's so easy to justify. It's much easier to justify than VR. I make objects that I can give as presents where to keep me warm, give to people for their tiny babies. 
Yo, making baby blankets is like my favorite thing to do because the oh. baby yarn is humongous. Oh, I can make yeah. a blanket in like a couple of hours. It's nice. crazy. Because I mean, babies are tiny, yarn is huge. It's the perfect combination, right? It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, crocheting. And I watch TV while I crochet, you know? Multitasking. I get that drag race in there. Of course. It's really good times. They're really fierce. So <laughs> So my hobby yeah. is virtual reality. <laughs> Uh-huh. And your hobby is dumb because mm. you stay where you are, watch oh. some boring thing on a flat screen, and instead I am transported from here to anywhere I want. Mars? No problem. <laughs> some sort of gladiatorial arena where I can't be hurt, but I'm some sort of Superman? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What are the other things? Oh, being a, <laughs> a lightsaber-wielding rhythm dancing <laughs> madman oh my god i haven't played Absolutely. beat saber in so long beat saber what is am i so doing good? with my life oh shit beat saber so this this uh game where you have two lightsabers and it's a rhythm game similar to a ddr dance dance revolution but like you're hitting blocks with your lightsabers has three difficulty levels, right? right? Normal, hard, and expert. Yeah. Possibly easy as a fourth. Oh, yeah. It recently got an update. No, no. And has expert plus. Oh, why? Now, you once played Beat Saber. Yeah. And when... Collapsed. Yeah, you did an expert song. And then pile. just like really wanted to hide from the things, right? I was like in a pile on the floor. I had I'm... this exact same experience on an expert plus song recently. <laughs> It was so terrifying because there were too many blocks yeah. all coming at me and you have to chop them and you can't. They're so there. like I broke down and just sank <laughs> onto my knees and started laugh crying. Right. Basically it's the only immediately thing you can right do. There. It was so overwhelming. I have never been more whelmed in my life. It's mm. great. This sounds like it would break my mind. Yeah, I still don't know. There's like an option to play the song on slow, and I still cannot do anything. Jesus. It's so bad. Are there videos online of people excelling at Expert Plus? I haven't seen them. All I saw was this, this new mode got announced, like the update was announced. There was a discussion on Reddit about this new update, and Redditors, people who are pretty hard to please... <laughs> The, the real comment that I saw about Expert Plus was, wow, Expert Plus is no joke. And I was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> it's no joke, it's no joke. <laughs> if, if Reddit tryhards oh, yeah. are saying that Expert Plus is not a joke. No bueno, man. Oh my no, God, no. no. Like, these are the people who tape their two lightsabers, the ends together, and yeah. they Darth Maul exactly. the fucking thing that I can't do with my two arms. Right, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's really hard. It's really fun, though. VR. Very expensive to get into, and it depends because there are a bunch of different, like, VR solutions, and some of them are pretty garbage. But, man, if you can, it's a great hobby. So what you're saying is that the only reality is virtual. And if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. That's the message of this podcast. Absolutely. All right, back to the episode. Dawn, <laughs> what's she up to? Well, you know, Willow's back into the magics, as we're going to continue to call it for the next two episodes. Yeah. Yep. So who would she go see? Who is the logical person to go see? Who knows about the magics? And I hoped that twice would be enough for Rack, and it was not to be so. <laughs> I warned you last time. You cried at the end of the last episode because I told you we were seeing Rack again. And Rack is, as you said, back. Still, still dealing crack. Sorry, magic. magic. I've got a picture I called One Final Creep. <laughs> oh yeah. He gets real creepy this episode, much more than in previous episodes. When his nose is touching so Willow's nose, 
I feel so no. bad for Allison Hannigan. It's gross. That would not have been pleasant to film. So here's the thing. Like my acting contract will definitely have no nose to nose contact <laughs> in it. That's where you draw the line. I get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Like, this guy's terrifying. Level of intimacy that nose to nose contact comes with. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So before Willow kills Warren, Warren says like a lot of misogynistic things. Mm-hmm. More so, more concentrated, let's say, than he had previously been doing. Yeah. Before she kills Rack, he creeps so much harder than ever before. Yes. I really feel that the show wants to be like, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the fucking worst. Sure, she murdered people. But they were pretty terrible. And that's what you want to do in fiction, right? You don't want to have your ostensibly good character just turn on a dime and murder innocent people. So, yeah. So, I don't know how you feel about the canon of the comic books. Hmm. But in a season nine comic, Rack is revealed to have survived being trained by Willow, albeit powerless. Isn't he like mostly mummified when Dawn comes in here? Yeah. Listen, I I didn't mention this last time, but there is a comic where it turns out that Warren's not actually dead. Yeah. So anything is possible. Right. Yeah. So, uh... Canon versus non-canon doesn't interest me as much as, like, a good idea versus a bad idea. And both of those strike me as bad ideas. They're dumb. Yeah. It's like, oh, he wasn't dead after all. No one cares. Fuck Rack. Rack's not, like, the fucking Joker, right? No. He's not some grand villain who needs to come back and whose disappearance harmed the franchise in some way. He's just some asshole. Some stupid drugs... (laughs) Sorry, magic is drugs asshole. I didn't write this down. Oh, I think I could do better, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Rack's back and he's under attack because Willow wants a snack. (laughs) So she gives him a smack. (laughs) She can't take it back. (laughs) It's fading to black. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm done now. (laughs) I actually also have a picture. I'm just going to do this now of Dawn. It's like the most matching I think we've ever seen. She is glostastic. She is makeuped up to the gills and she is matchy matchy. She's got a green shirt. She's got a green jacket. Her eyes might be blue, but they're looking pretty green here. Mm-hmm. She's got a green necklace on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's, it's actually great. what I'm going to call it. She does look great, but she looks a lot older than... So much older. <laughs> right? Even from earlier this season, she looks so much older. Yeah. I think before we get Willow visiting Rack and killing him, sure, yeah. there's some more nerd stuff there happening. There definitely is. Which, this is great for a couple reasons, right? The nerds and their entourage, so Buffy and Xander and Anya even, yeah. have gone to the magic box, which is of course the last place Willow's going to check for them. <laughs> Right, because it's the most obvious. Everyone hangs out all of the time Mm -hmm. and has all of the magical stuff. Why would anyone check there? That'd be foolish. Yeah, it's not a great plan. They acknowledge it. They're like, "Ah, we gotta get done here quick because Willow's gonna come back." And you're like, "Why are you here then?" And they're like, "Oh, well, Willow didn't get all the knowledge. Although Anya didn't reveal this until now, there is a another book here that we can use." And you're like. Okay. Anya would have taken before. Sure. And not have to come back here. Or she can teleport in, grab it, go somewhere else. Like, why are we hanging out here is really your question. then they just stay there. Yeah. And you're like, but you know that Willow's going to check here. Absolutely. You acknowledged it Mm. and you've done nothing and you're staying here to translate ancient Babylonian? It's very, very strange. Yeah, I... (laughs) 
And listen, this episode and the next one, they're great. Yeah. There's some things here that make me question the writer's sanity, though. For sure. There's also an example of a Buffy trope that we've seen a number of times that I haven't called out. But now, it's just so egregious. This is the trope where you and me, right, we're having a conversation. Right. We're two feet apart. Sure. There are two other people here. <laughs> they are, again, two feet away from us. They're right you there. Know? They're right there. Yeah. We finish talking to them, and I gesture with my head. I'm like, hey, let's go up to 10 feet away. <laughs> and so we move up to 10 feet away. Right. Maybe not the full 10 feet. You know, we live a bit of wiggle room there. And then we ha start having a private conversation. Sure. Often about those same people that we just left behind. We're whispering, right? No. No, <laughs> no they, can, they can hear us. Oh, maybe we should be whispering, maybe. Maybe we should... Go somewhere else entirely. Further, another room. Another room. Maybe we should wait and have this conversation later, but it's too pressing. So we have to go up to 10 feet away. Sure. And then have this conversation. And this is exactly what Xander and Buffy do to Andrew and Lil J. Yeah. And you're like, who, who shot this? Yeah. Who directed this scene? They should have fixed it. <laughs> it's one of those things where... If you really think about being in that room and how far apart everyone is, it breaks down immediately. But most people just aren't thinking about that. Or does it pay homage to the ancient tradition of the soliloquy? Oh boy. In which a character literally turns to the audience and talks to them directly and the rest of the characters can't hear. Which is a useful stage device, I right. will agree. So yeah. either homage, like, you know, very good homage or poor direction. You mm. decide. Decide for yourselves, listeners. <laughs> Anyway, so it's dumb as hell. And then, yes, fucking Willow goes back, sees Rack, he gets attack. Snack, snack, snack. <laughs> snack, snack, snack. <laughs> Done. While Waltz is in here, she's like, hey, I need help. Willow's gone crazy. You need to help me. She disregards the line system entirely, as people are no doubt waiting to see Rack. She also has no peripheral vision, I don't think. Or there was some sort of illusion in the room. Let's hope so, because she walks in, and then she does that thing where she turns with the camera, <laughs> and suddenly, Rack's there, dead. Upside down, <laughs> Upside partly mummified, not canonically dead, not according canonically to the comics. Not canonically dead, yeah. And Willow's here, too. Oh, and good. She's, she's looking a bit more veiny than she used to. Yeah, she seems worse right things are worse certainly but you know what's good about this version of willow she's gonna tell it like it is <laughs> she is and this is the fun thing about evil angel same thing applies yes. to evil willow evil people are very honest <laughs> they're honest and they're fun to have around they really are more fun they're a lot more fun so much more fun <laughs> Uh, I think there's a contender for worst line of the season here. Oh boy. Which is Dawn saying, You're back on the magics. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to hear. It's, it's, <laughs> it, they just refer to them as the magics so many times. Between these two episodes that you're like, were we using this term up to now? We were not. The magics, the <laughs> drugs. Right. But we get past that and Willow's starting to say how Dawn is super annoying. All she does is whine all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't she be happier just being a ball of energy again? Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. But then Buffy shows up <gasps> and she will not have any of that. And I've actually got one of my two pictures. Oh boy. Which as Dawn tries to flee, we see her big rings. Oh <laughs> 
a summer's family tradition. That is a ring and a half. Yeah. Two rings even. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to see. It's big. If it's two rings, they're still big. If it's one, it's huge. I'm enhancing this picture. Oh, excellent. I think it's a big beetle ring. Yeah, I think it's a single ring. A single beetle ring. It just is taking up like her entire... What are the segments of your finger called? Oh, segments of your finger. That. (laughs) That is what it's taking up. That's improv, folks. All right. So translating ancient Babylonian is hard. Andrew Ooh. and Lil J are having a fight. You know, Andrew thinks Lil J is a traitor to the cause. Lil J thinks Andrew's a twerp. And Andrew's pretty unmoored by all of this change, right? Like, he's trying to start up the duo. He wants someone to follow. Yeah. He is a follower. Like He got the followship award. He wants... Lil J to figure out a plan, get them out of here. He'll follow him wherever. They can go to Mexico. Mexico? <laughs> I don't know if they start talking about... Oh, no, they do start talking about Mexico. Oh, and you were right. There is... I have a note. How many references per minute is too many? So it is this it's episode. A lot. It's insane. The this things they give to Andrew. That he has to say. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. I don't know if the wiki... So there's always a pop culture reference section in the wiki and it balloons when the nerds are present mm-hmm. there yeah there isn't anything in here i think that he no he says a lot more references than what is in here it's bad yeah and he's mixing his reference metaphors so to speak it's ugh. all bad times xander continues to play the victim card in the anya situation mm-hmm. like like really hard he's talking about the spike thing right which is fucking get over it weird. buddy um talking about how anya doesn't care about how he feels oh my god and you're like but you how who are she you to was say going this? to marry you she probably cares about your feelings right and what did you do in response to that <laughs> Plays the victim card anyway. It's great and we remember why we probably love Xander. I really am very happy with what Anya says here. You know, because she's like, basically, stop. You're dumb. And then she says something to the effect of... And if it gets really bad? Let me guess. You'll propose? (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's a hot take. (laughs) It's so true, though. Yeah. It's so true. so true. Uh, I love it when people say true stuff that no one else wants to hear. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why villains are better than normal people. <laughs> All right. I think this is time, just before we come into the closing act of this episode, time for our second segment. And that is, of course, Buffy characters replaced by dot, dot, dot. In this case, Marvel characters. Listen, I've got powers too, and they're pretty sweet. Promise I can do so much more than just archery. Oh. If we had the cast of the Avengers, let's say, mm-hmm. replacing all of our Buffy characters in this instance. Interesting. Who would we get in there? Is like, is Captain America the Xander of the group? Or no, Hawkeye. Hawkeye's the Xander <laughs> of the group. What am I saying? Yeah, it's- it's absolutely Hawkeye. He's the guy with no powers. <laughs> oh, no. Who is just kind of useless and often forgotten about, actually. Yeah. In the oh, case of boy. the later Avengers movies. Well, he's just, it's so unreasonable for Hawkeye to be there when you have War Machine literally bombing 
<laughs> just bombing people <laughs> from the, the skies, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh, Hawkeye could shoot some arrows if he were here. Wouldn't that be Maybe effective? some bomb arrows. Yes, a single bomb <laughs> arrow and like per... I don't know how long it takes to fire an arrow. I understand he's fast, but like... If my VR experiences have taught me anything, you know, maybe one every two seconds is... Or sorry, two every second would be like really superhero fast. Okay. Mm. Still like, that's not good. Not against bombs that you can just drop out of the sky or laser beams that you can fire out of your hands. You can make the same argument for like Black Widow punching people. (laughs) (laughs) So in that instance, I'd actually rather have Hawkeye. (laughs) So maybe Xander is Black Widow. Oh, Uh, I feel like that she's too competent. She is. She accomplishes things. She is way too competent. Xander's definitely Hawkeye. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, For Buffy, let's actually skip Buffy right now. Yeah. I think I've got a good one for Willow, which is really obvious, but it's Scarlet Witch. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's sometimes a redhead. She's Scarlet. Her powers are very... I don't know. It seems like they change a lot. And the, it's just magic. The right? level of power that she has yeah. varies quite a bit. All just magic. Yeah. 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 Uh, for Spike, let's say. Hmm. Do we have one for Spike? I think with Spike, you just have to go from an attitude perspective. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Marvel's really gotten away from the edgelord right. sort of thing in the last couple of years. So yeah. there might not be a ton of Spike drop-ins. Like, is Loki a Spike? Oh, yes. Loki <laughs> is Spike. <laughs> Oh, God helps out, but then tries to betray yeah. them all the time. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Is Captain America the stand-in for Buffy? That was my gut reaction. Because th- Captain America... He's just athletic, right? He's just athletic, and this... I feel like he's making the we don't trade lives speech. Oh, my God, so many times. Yeah. And Buffy's making the taking one life changes you forever for everything speech. And those two speeches resonate, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, who else is really a Buffy? Thor is a bit too wacky to be a Buffy. Thor has really been whacked up, so to speak. Thor might be a good Anya drop-in. Wackied up? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I could see that. Because Thor also has that kind of directness. And the disconnect from normal human life, right? Come from somewhere else, dropped in here. And now I'm just thinking about Thor, Hawkeye, getting married. (laughs) No, Hawkeye leaves Thor at the altar. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just so absurd. I'm like, why would Thor ever settle for Hawkeye, right? And like, Hawkeye thinks he can do better, please. Right? No. He has like an actual wife in the... Yeah, he's got a family, whatever. Do we have one for Giles? Just last thing here. I was thinking maybe a Doctor Strange because he reads a lot of books. Yeah. And he's kind of magic-y, you know? I also was thinking Doctor Strange, especially earlier Doctor Strange, because now he's just like also unreasonably powerful. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I I guess the power creep happens to everyone, right? Like Mm -hmm. everyone's going to become unreasonably powerful. But that's why they make a bad guy who is like, ha, all your powers are useless. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. essentially eats planets. All right. Good times. Good times, good times. Final act for this episode is sort of a Willow and Buffy, or starts with a Willow and Buffy showdown in Rack's old place. (laughs) Yeah, so Buffy shows up. I'm not even sure how she figures out that Willow will be here. I guess they're talking and then she remembers that Rack exists (laughs) and decides to go there just in time to stop Dawn from being turned back into a ball of energy. Right. Because like, was Willow joking? (laughs) 
Oh no! I don't think so. Evil Willow doesn't joke. No, like, she's she not. Was... She's not evil angel in that way. This is the thing about evil angel. He's definitely wackier. Yeah, he's got japes. Where like he's gonna jape around. <laughs> evil Willow. She's talking about turning you back into that ball of energy you used to be. No, that's just happening. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. Dawn is super scared. She should be. But yeah, Buffy shows up to, I guess, distract more than anything. Buffy gives a super square pitch about how the world is so beautiful when you're sober. And like, <laughs> you know, if Willow could just get back on the wagon, that would be great. She would see how beautiful everything is and her mind is clouded by magics. All of Buffy's speeches in both of these episodes fall very flat. Yeah. And I think part of it is maybe because we as the audience are supposed to think that she doesn't really mean it. Yeah. And the other part of it is that, I mean, that's what she does. She has to try to talk Willow out of it. What else, like, she's not going to try to kill Willow off the bat. No. But it's not going to work. It can't work. So then you just have this thing where Buffy has to give this stupid speech and it's not going to work, but here we're doing it anyways. Willow fires back on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. She is talking about how <laughs> dumb Buffy is, how she's just pretending that the world is okay yeah. while really she knows it's terrible. And the camera starts doing this awesome spinny thing. So but it's not good. just a camera spin because it's actually tracking them. They are spinning. Yeah. Willow and Buffy. And it's not just a spin. She's teleporting them to the magic box where everyone is still hanging out. Yeah, they're still there. But it's such a good transition. Oh, it's amazing. it's subtle enough that you don't notice it until all of a sudden you're in the magic box. Yeah, I looked at the like, background and I was like, it's a blurry magic box, isn't it? And it is. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, that thing where Willow couldn't teleport? It's a lie. Yeah, it, it was It was a true back then maybe, but like it really didn't matter because she could fly very fast. It's similar so to how Buffy irrelevant. got like a soul sunburn. Yeah. Like it's the same thing, but like, subtly different. Do you have a drop for soul sunburn? Is there a reason you keep talking about soul sunburn? No. The reason is it's so dumb. It's so contrived yeah. as a reason that this thing happened. And it's so quickly dismissed. <laughs> Nonsense. Anyway, yes, we're back in the magic box. It's pretty great. Willow's trying to kill all of the nerds, but Anya's doing some chanting. It's so effective. Holy God. This is like the best spell ever. Unreasonably effective. Yeah. Willow is so fucking powerful. It's very strange. I guess it has the very obvious weak point of once you find the chanter, uh, they're <laughs> fucked. And yeah. what are they going to do to stop you once you stop them from chanting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. But she doesn't. She just keeps trying to zap the nerds and it keeps not working. Yep. We see a bit of Spike getting the shit burned out of him by old fire old hands. Old fire fists. <laughs> uh, Spike does kill him, though. Yeah. He snaps his neck. And he's like, okay, gimme. I did it. Yeah. Passed the trial. First part of the trial, oh, Spike. Oh, oh, the old switcheroo. I'm sure Japes. this is the only switcheroo that we'll get here. Absolutely it is. Yep. <laughs> I mean, after deepest, darkest Africa, and now this, how many more switcheroos can there be? Probably none. Zero. Yeah. Buffy and Willow start fighting hand-to-hand. -hand. Willow's given herself super strength, which is fun. Xander evacuates everyone except for Anya, who's doing very important chanting out of the magic box. I like this. I mean, so Buffy can't fight Willow until no. Willow's also strong. Because it's just, it's, it doesn't work, right? It's like Buffy punching a puppy. <laughs> a really dark puppy, I guess. <laughs> so... This this whole conceit of Buffy and Willow getting to fight each other is pretty great, right? 
because this is six seasons in and I'm sure Willow has some grievances about kind of being the sidekick for all this time. She enumerates those, yeah. Yeah, and it's like they thought to themselves, you know what we don't really like anymore? This set. (laughs) (laughs) The magic box. I initially, this episode, I was like, wow, this is getting trashed. Oh, you were wrong. I was so wrong. You were soups wrong. Holy God, because they're destroying all the merchandise here, right? Yeah. It's all the display level stuff is getting smashed up. So much glass. So much glass. (laughs) All the tables, all of those are getting broken. People are getting thrown around into things. It's all good times. I would say, yeah, every square centimeter of the interior of the magic box is yeah, getting trashed. It's still structurally sound. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They can they can rebuild it. Yeah. Just yeah. like they have done many times. Right. Those are just things. Exactly. They can be replaced. Probably. Can... Merchandise Xander... isn't very expensive. Xander can build new display cases. Perfect. Hopefully the merchandise is mostly okay and not very fragile. There's like a high markup glass. on that anyway. Yeah. yeah so everything's going to be just fine at the magic a- box. Okay. Just before we get to the end, we've got a bit of Andrew threatening Xander with a sword. Yeah, they... they t- Picked up some swords when Willow was originally threatening them. And then when everyone ran off, they allowed them to keep the swords, which was foolish. They'll even allow Andrew to keep his sword after doing this. This. Yeah. And you're like, what? Take the fucking sword from him. He has shown himself to be very untrustworthy. Incredibly untrustworthy. Yeah. But little Jay continues to be a stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like... Stop it, Andrew. Yeah. Like, what are you even doing? They're trying to help us and you're threatening them with a sword so we can go to Mexico? What are they going to do in Mexico? Although Xander makes it very clear that he does not know what they're going to do in Sunnydale. Yeah, he has no plan. I get that. He has such a lack of plan his, the his entire plan is to time. run. But not even yeah. in, like, one direction. No. You know? He doesn't... He has no, no plan for where they're going. He, he doesn't manage to come up with even a temporary plan of where they're never, going. Never. Never. No. Yeah. yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, good old Xander. Don't you kind of feel like... Actually, I don't know. I don't know where I would go. But he, he, had, he stole a cop car. Right? Steal another car. So show some initiative. Start driving. Yeah. Drive somewhere. Is it going to save you? Probably not. But it's better than walking this. around Sunnydale. <sighs> it's very strange. Absolutely. And then we finish the episode up. We've got Buffy and Willow fighting each other. Friends are at each other's throats, Michaela. Willow's clearly winning. Absolutely. <laughs> Things are going very badly for... She says that no one can match her in power. <gasps> then she gets thrown across the room. Who is it? Did you know? Did I you guess? I didn't guess. <laughs> it's Tony! <laughs> Giles is back! Uh, You called this picture Tony. With three exclamation marks. I called it something. G-Man hype train is leaving the station. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Dot PNG. PNG is even capitalized. You know, you went went hard on this. That's the only way I go. (laughs) Tony is back. He's looking fan-fucking-tastic. He is sans glasses. He Mm. is with a cool coat. So cool. Oh, God. Yeah, and he is here to show Willow that maybe someone is as powerful as her. Giles' reappearance was described in the script as pure ripper. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 100%. It's And they put the special guest star, uh, Anthony Stewart Head, after the episode is done so that they didn't ruin the surprise. Yeah. Thank God. I wasn't like, watching it. such a good surprise. But yes. Yeah. I, when this happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Was that, was that like presaged in the... It opening was credits? No. Thank God. Because it's too good of a surprise it's to ruin way too like good. that. Oh, Jeez, when that geez. happened. Right? Yeah, fantastic. So, so Ripper's back. Yeah, Buffy's in yeah, trubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Although not anymore, because Ripper's back and he's got some sort right. of magic. He seems pretty powerful. Got that mojo going on. Yeah. Guess we'll find out more about that next week. Next week. Mm-hmm. Indeed we will. So yeah, that was our episode. Michaela, do you like this episode? Oh god, it's just so much better than what we've been watching. And Willow's basically saying all the things I feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've gained an astonishing amount of self-awareness that makes you think, like, was this intentional? And like, next episode, they're con- gonna continue to be pretty self-aware. And maybe it was intentional, but at that point it starts running up against the thing of, like, writing a script in which a character is annoying is not dramatically interesting. Right. It is only annoying for the audience. And so I think it's bad entertainment. So they've done that possibly intentionally, possibly unintentionally. The writing and directing credits for this episode are not Joss. No. Well, the the directing is very clearly not Joss because of various things that we've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There are a couple real missteps. Yeah, there are some missteps. I mean, Joss is always looking at the script. Mm -hmm. He's getting some sort of input, I'm sure. But just (laughs) when when you watch this, you're thinking, okay, this must have been Joss. He must have shown up and said, what the (laughs) fuck were you idiots doing? I've got this. Right. But that's not the case. Interesting. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I guess I think the problem with this season, with the latter half of this season, maybe like mid to latter, yeah, is just that they really knew that this was their end game. Right. Right. This feels like they knew this was the end game the whole time and they just got so lost getting here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So lost. But now that we're here, oh, oh boy, were they planning for this? We are out of the woods, some might say. And next episode, Ryfi comes back. <laughs> what would you even do? Oh my god! If if Will gets a blast, <laughs> it's Ryfi with a shotgun. Oh, Will gets like a magic shotgun. <laughs> After you had lied to me oh and god. said that Ryfi was yeah. never pour back. on out, you know. <laughs> have died uh, and probably quit the pod yeah but that's fine i would not blame you oh my god i would it would be so good and, and his stupid wife is there fuck her man oh madame cardboard <laughs> michaela who won this episode <clears throat> giles willow i things go pretty well for willow things go insanely well for willow although she hasn't managed to kill any nerds her nerd count i guess she kills she rack doesn't... oh she kills rack yes yeah. willow. Oh, she yeah. doesn't want to kill the nerds right she wants them this terrified right but she does eventually want to kill them right but nothing has really shown up to stop her giles does it the very very last minute that's true but will that like she still thinks that she's going to win yeah easily too so because up to this point buffy fighting her it's irrelevant yeah you know buffy is going to get hurt she's going to slow down and the things that are happening are not actually hurting willow in any way not at all the nerds are running away but like what the fuck does she care they, right they can't run far enough to get away from her she can teleport to them wherever they are yeah she can send various things after them that will kill them yeah who's to say yeah so i'm gonna definitely go willow she kills rack she does kill rack (laughs) thank god oh i'll never see him again jesus (laughs) what would you even do if i was like oh season seven villain (laughs) rack (laughs) the big bad yeah 
Uh, and this is a really <laughs> bereft episode in terms of fashion because everyone's literally wearing what they were wearing last time. Buffy shows up in yeah. what she was wearing under the tan coat and it's just black. It's black pants, black shirt that is not in any way interesting as far as I can tell. No, it's not. Everyone's wearing what they were wearing last episode. Giles does show up looking yeah. pretty killer though. He looks amazing mm -hmm. but the problem is that if i pick giles this episode you can't pick him next episode right and like next episode is arguably worse right because this episode at least i have matchy matchy dawn yeah it's true and i suppose you know it goes both ways she's also wearing the exact same thing next episode mm -hmm. yeah it's hmm oh i could pick old fire fists <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a good outfit though he's shirtless <laughs> He has like some some leather pants and like a an arm tattoo goes all the way around. He's got his his hands are a flame, you know. That's sort of an outfit. <laughs> You're welcome to do what you will. No, I'm picking Don. All right, matchy yeah. matchy is good. And next episode, I'm picking Giles. Spoiler alert. Hell yeah, man! Giles is looking fly. Giles looks amazing. Fuck yeah! Genuinely, he looks better than when he left. Yeah, I don't oh, know yeah. how he did it. Well, he's ditched the glasses for one thing, yeah. which were never flattering. That's true. And he's got this awesome coat on. I think the coat's doing a lot of work. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely great, Michaela. I don't think there's a Teeks review for this episode. No. So I looked into it. Mm -hmm. and their Teeks is back in not that far in the future. I think it's season seven, seven episode two or three. I mean, we've written our fair share of Teeks reviews. Yeah. I think we can wait. Yep. So Teeks is on pause until he comes back. Oh, pour one out for Teeks, folks. He's coming back, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's 7.3. Cool. So that's not that far from now. Not not that far. We've taken enough shots <laughs> at being Teeks, I think. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, I think you can probably do your own Teeks reviews you if you want it. to. We get it. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Write them in the Facebook group. We'd absolutely love to read do. them. Yeah, be great. And then I think the only thing left to talk about is what's coming up next time. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't know. It's a Ooh, big surprise. Oh, I don't know. We definitely haven't watched both of these. No. That, um, oh, maybe I'll try reading you. You know how I love the IMDb descriptions. I love it. Because the wiki tends to give a larger description. That yeah, it's is like a solid paragraph it's that's very detailed. It's pretty spoilery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's quite the use of that word. After sucking all the energy out of Giles, a powerful willow sets off to destroy the world. So you're saying you don't want me to use the word sucking oh, next no. episode? Oh, no. Juice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I might have to do some revisions in the next couple minutes. <laughs> Great. Just fan. Sorry, I stopped listening after sucking. What's oh. happening? <laughs> sucking the juice out of Giles something something? Destroy the world. Right, yeah, Willa. When's yeah. the last time we had a good old-fashioned apocalypse? It's been a while. Apocalypse choo-choo. Do we count Adam creating <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely Glory, right? Glory yeah. was going to end the entire world. Yeah, so it was she a wanted, season ago. She wanted a fall on apocalypse. Yeah. I think we used to have multiple apocalypses. Apocali. Apocalies <laughs> per, per season, but we really are just down to one. Well, the real villain in this season is, of course, life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And drugs. That's a part of life. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first, first <laughs> folks. Michaela Marshall, drugs are a part of life. Who's the narc now? Not this guy. You're not a guy. Sure. Guy anyway. is not a gendered word. Fair enough. <laughs> well, 
we will be back soon enough with some more Welcome to the Hellmouth. Until that happens, you can find this episode up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. You can email us beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. And you can reach out personally at Taringa, which is a... I mean, we're, we're trying to expand into the Latin-speaking... Of course. Or the Spanish-speaking countries, yes. sorry. The Latin countries. Yes. Uh, so we are, you know, spreading our, um, our influence into Taringa, which is a social network geared towards Latin American users. I am at there at Tangerina. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Michaela. I'm on there at Taringa Round the Rosie. Very nice. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Hellmouth? Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hellmouth.